Hey, Tourpreneurs, it's Mitch Bach. And just a quick note before we begin today's episode, Tourpreneur is currently sponsored by Google. We're thankful for their support of our community, and we are offering with them a completely free course helping you unlock the power and potential of Google's Things to Do program, which is specifically helping tour operators add their tours to Google in new ways that gives you new exposure and more direct bookings. To learn more, go to tourpreneur.com slash Google. And as always, show notes, more resources, links to our newsletter, our business coaching community, and so much more are available on tourpreneur.com. Now to the episode. Welcome to the Tourpreneur Podcast. Travel industry veteran Shane Whaley will take you on a journey with fellow tourpreneurs, sharing their tips, ideas, insights, and success stories to inspire you to make your tour business the best it can be. And now, here is your host, Shane Whaley. Hello and welcome to Tourpreneur episode 176. This is the podcast, the show where we flatten the learning curve for tour operators around the world. Today, joined by Brian Kane. He returns from Crawl, New Orleans. Hello, Brian. Hello, Shane. Jared, how are you? Good, man. You're introducing Thanks. Jared for me. I love it. You're so comfortable being on the show now. <laughs> uh, yes, Jared Riddle yeah. is with us again um, from Spirit of Arizona Tours. And Jared, I'm really excited to share with you that uh, I'm coming to Phoenix for the first time in May. I'm coming for a, uh, a content conference. You know, I'm always trying to get out of the bubble a little bit and learn new stuff. And it happens to be in Phoenix yeah. and uh, I'm bringing uh, the family and we're going to be going on lots of tours and already... Uh, some of yours are definitely top of the list because my wife's a huge fan of ghosts and mysteries. So what are you going to do, huh? I can't wait, man. I can't, I'm so excited to show you Phoenix and the desert, and, and I'm very, very excited for you to come and show you all kinds of yeah, stuff. Yeah, absolutely. It's good to get back out on the road again. So I, I wanted to, uh, a couple of weeks ago, we were having a debrief about Arrival San Diego, and I asked you both, hey, you know, are you going to Arrival Las Vegas? And Jared, you replied, I'd love to go, but that's the busy time for me. My main tour is popping, um, so I don't know if I can get away. And Brian said, well, you need to uh, do what I do and, and get some help. And uh, Brian offered to have a conversation with you offline about that. And I know this is a topic that many of our listeners struggle with as well in terms of increasing the team and getting that support. So you were both... Uh, very generous in allowing us to have this conversation on the podcast so uh, thousands of operators around the world can uh, can learn from you both perfect awesome i'm glad i'm glad to help yeah i mean tell us first of all brian so if my memory serves me correct you started obviously just yourself and you expanded to nine tour guides is that correct correct we actually so we have 10 tour guides uh with crawl new orleans currently and when the business first started, it was me. I was literally, you know, the solopreneur slash tourpreneur. I sold every ticket. Um, I actually created like a, I negotiated a sublease with an a existing business here in the French Quarter. And I bought a small portable trade show like display booth that I put just inside and I stood on the street and I stopped every person that I thought would want to go on a you know, a VIP bar tour. And then I guided every single tour. And then that 
I, for almost a year, even with staff, I was still, you know, the lead tour guide kind of training people uh, along the way. So yes, it, it was me 100%. And now I don't guide any tours. Um, I had to guide a tour in August, you know, there was someone couldn't quite make it. And I'm, I'm not in the business of canceling on any guest ever. So it's actually refreshing. Make sure that, you know, I'm still able to do it and, and, you know, be entertaining enough. Um, so, but so now, yeah, I just, I work on optimization and just, you know, growing the, the, the brand and, uh, products. So I, I think, you know, I'm re really happy that you asked me to be on. So, so thank you. And then Jared, I, I think that, you know, I was you for a, a really long time and I struggled with probably the same things that you're potentially thinking about. You know, it was, it was nerve wracking, um, handing over the reins e even just a little. So, um, I'm glad I'm here and I can help. Yeah, you sound a hundred percent where where I'm at is is it's just me. I'm doing everything back end, front end, and now it's time to probably take that next step. And I'm just trying to think: do I want somebody more on the back end or the front end? And so I'm excited to kind of hear kind of how you approached it and what your main goals were as far as like you know what you felt you need to tackle first as far as employment goes because it, it you nailed it. We're a hundred percent the same um, as far as like being the guy to being the solopreneur. So what right. I, I, it's, I, I'm looking forward <laughs> to picking your brain a little bit. Uh, awesome. And, and please, uh, you know, feel free to interrupt and ask any question. Um, so first, the one thing I, I actually just want to ask, um, you know, so I struggled with the same thing. Do I want someone to be like the face of the company and guide all the tours and me focus specifically on the, the back end things, um, or vice versa. Do I hire someone that's able to, you know, answer the phones and reply to emails and, and things like that. And it's a huge struggle for all tour operators, right? I think that, you know, we have what we're best at, then also what we think we're best at. Sometimes those are two different things. Um, so identifying, uh, that it was a, a really big deal to me. Um, I, I like to think that I'm a good tour guide until mm -hmm. I met two of my tour guides. And then it was, oh, wow. Okay. I'm, I'm okay at this, but these people really excel at this. So, um, I have a couple notes here. Um, you know, and, and one of the things that I think that would really help, um, is you to answer a couple of these and there's not a right or wrong answer. It's just kind of identifying where you potentially could best fit in here and which holes you can plug, right? Because there's still going to be things that you're going to have to do that aren't on your day-to-day -day that are going to come up because, well, it's you. So um, one, what what's holding you back from bringing that person on, right? Not necessarily the position, but just that next person is is one one thing that is important to, uh, to identify. So there's a couple things is one, you know, I, I know what it's like to be a tour guide working for other companies and other stuff. So like, I want to make sure that, uh, there's a reason for them to come aboard, you know, whether it be financially or whatever. And I'm just not sure that I I'm busy enough to be able to support another employee, you know, and make it worth their time, you know, cause my tours are very sporadic. Like I've got a busy couple weeks coming up, but I just want to make sure that if someone comes on that they're one, the right person, and two, that I can make it worth them wanting to come on and grow with the company. So I got to figure out which incentives, maybe outside just monetarily, that would want someone to come and join what I've got going on and grow with the company. I think that's probably my biggest challenge is, is attracting someone worthy enough. Because I've worked for enough tour companies 
that tour guides are a fairly revolving door, especially here in Arizona, um, you know, because it's very seasonal. So I don't want to pump in a bunch of time and effort into somebody. And then a few months later, they take off. So I guess there's a little bit of that fear of maybe wasting time, um, bringing in the right person and making it worth it for them. You know, those are probably the the biggest things on my mind as far as bringing someone on board. So that's for me, that's the perfect answer because I was in the exact same boat where do we have enough bookings to justify bringing someone on, right? Was number one, you know, because there were some weeks where we had eight people on a Friday night and it doesn't really warrant having two tour guides. And then there were some weeks where we did, you know, two tours of 28 and there was no way to know what week or month that that was going to happen. So um, I did exactly what you're saying with uh, leveraging the growth with the company. So this is where we are today. This is my vision. And this is what I'm doing daily to make sure that we get to that. But then also kind of educating them on, you know, this is a trial and error thing. This is the goal. And I'm going to be really open with you in where we are and how we're moving forward. And at the, at the time, honestly, it was, it, it was kind of scary bringing somebody on, not knowing if I was going to waste my time and train and train and train and have people quit and leave. And naturally that's, it's going to happen, you know, maybe not on your first person or your second person, but as you start to hire, it's inevitable, you know, people will definitely um, move on. Um, but being really open and honest about your intentions and what you want the company to be in six months, a year, two years, and then also the opportunities that you'd like to potentially provide to the right candidate in six months, a year, and two years, it really um, allows someone to you know kind of start to drink the Kool-Aid, right? So, okay, I trust this guy. He's really working hard. Um, he cares about me or the position, right? And then identifying that you identifying, is this person the right person, right? I had someone that I thought could be, I had one instance and it wasn't a bad uh, interaction, but I realized right then this isn't the one, right? So, you know, she continued to work for me for a while, but she was not the one that I was going to be able to essentially not give the reins, but you know what I mean? Give a lot more control to, so, you know, developing that relationship is a, a really a big deal. And the next thing that, that, that I'll say um, with that is if the tours start to grow, like right now, let's say in the next quarter, your tours increase by 30%. How long do you think it would take to train the person to be there and be ready? Because it's smart to potentially bring them on with you now where they would shadow you in tours, right? So they go on a tour with you and, you know, you compensate them to go on the tour with you. Then they start to learn and then they tell one story, right? And then they're going to be nervous and you prep the guests on, hey, you know, this is Jared. He's training with me today. You know, make a joke. You know, you you preface it, you know, don't make them too nervous, you know, like something like that. And then let them tell a story you know, and then it can be kind of like a tag team. And then as that person starts to learn your style, they come up with their style. And then before you know it, you are on the tour as the guest and not as the tour guide anymore. 
is, is something that I've had a lot of success with. And I still do it today. You know, I'll, I'll go on a tour with a new, a new tour guide to see, Hey, I, w- I want to hear a story and see how you interact with people and whether it, it's a fit or not. Yeah. Um, I've trained lots of tour guides for other tour companies. So I feel like I'm pretty confident in, in what to recognize there. Um, and a lot of the stuff that you said, you know, has been on my mind as far as like, of course you have them trail you and this and that. Another challenge for me, and I don't know if it's because I'm, I don't want to think I'm as myself as a control freak, but what I'm very proud about my company so far is that we deliver the experience. You know, I've got perfect reviews on all platforms because I care about the customer experience and it doesn't hurt. I've got 10 years experience. So of course I don't expect anybody I bring on to have that level of experience, but I'm just kind of worried that because I've been a tour guide for other companies and, so, and just like anybody, you have off days and, you know, I'm just worried the company's reputation, putting it into someone else's hands, if they're having an off day, you know, and then that might mess things up. So um, let me ask you a question, Brian. So I said my challenges are, are monetarily rewarding to whoever I bring on. Uh I like, I really, really appreciate you saying that, like, here's where we're at. Here's where we want to be. Here's what I'm doing to get there. Because I think if I did have someone doing the tours that I could focus on all the other stuff a little bit because it's a juggling act, you know, like I'm like, oh, I've got this going on. And then I get a tour booked and then there goes my whole day for, you know, the other, the outside goals. Um, so like, what were some of the things that maybe you used to entice guides to come on or, or whoever outside monet outside of just this, is what you're going to make an hour. Did you have anything like that? Um, so I was pretty lucky in, you know, again, I having experience similar to you where I worked for a tour company, albeit I was on the sales side, not on the guide side. So me being a, a full fledged tour guide really started with me owning the business. I had been an assistant on tours before, but not in the same uh, capacity. So I was able to, you know, kind of convey the dream and where I thought that it would go. And it it didn't take that long once I really applied it to more people going on the tours. And then the guides were kind of, honestly, Bri, you don't need to be on this tour. And so, so for me, it was a little bit different. I didn't have to incentivize them on anything specific outside of, you know, the monetary benefits that they were getting paid, but it was, they saw that the brand was growing. So I, I am a, like a control freak, much like you are, you know, so it took a lot for me to pull the reins back. You know, I was literally paying multiple tour guides to take tours out and I was showing up to every tour still, you know, so it was, you know, the, the, that ultimate struggle, but but what I found is ex- exactly what you said there, where what can you do? Like, what can Jared do with the two hours or the three hours for the duration of the tour better to help build the business, right? So if you're generating the review and you're giving a good experience, awesome. But could you take those two hours and be doing something that could make the company more money, could increase the brand awareness or not. And so that's ultimately the, um, like the juggling act. So I thought this is not sustainable for me to stand on the street and sell tickets for six hours a day 
and then go guide the tour for three and a half hours and then get up in the morning and field emails and work on the SEO of the website and, you know, edit the photos that I took the night before. Reach. It, the business couldn't grow. Now, if I just wanted to be the solopreneur and do that and, you know, love what I do, and there's a lot of, you know, tour operators that do that and Hey, kudos to them. Identifying what you want your business to be, I think is number one here. Right. But you being on this with us, it's, I assume you want to grow it, right? It's not possible for you to do all of those things, right? And, and exponentially grow the business. So the, the, the one, you'll have one moment and it's like the big leap of faith where you're going to have to sit at home and keep your fingers crossed and look at the email and see who, who left a review because, because it will, it will happen and and it's inevitable, but taking the steps along the way, like, like, you know, kind of coddling that person, right. Letting them, you know, we all learn by osmosis. So if they hear your story over and over and over, and then you start to hear their stories, then you give them a note. Hey, I love the way that you said this. Hey, maybe this point I would do this, but you know, it's your tour. Like I want yeah, you to own right. this tour. I don't want you to give my tour because then it's just not authentic. Right. right. And then, and the guests would, will really feel that. And that's not what you want. Of course. Right? Yep. Yep. So uh, that, that's what I would say, you know, have them have this person be with you and, and you, you'll know when someone is, is this is a good fit or this is a not the right fit. You'll have this feeling really early on, I think. Yeah. You hit the nail right on the head about like kind of handing over the reins and, and allowing them to make it their tour. Cause that's, that's something I would never want is, you know, I call it a box tour where someone just basically reads off and then there's no life to it. If they just like memorize the info and just repeat the info, there's no life to the tour. So I do want them to make it theirs. Like if there's a, a, a certain fact about a location they're super excited about, even if I'm not that excited about it, if they're excited, then the guests will be excited. You know, so like I, I am aware about allowing the tour guide to make it theirs. Um, now, do you offer any like b- review bonuses or like um, year or like six months reviews or do you do anything like that? Yes. So um, you know, I'll be really careful with the way that I say this. Okay. okay, because um, <laughs> you're, okay. you cannot compensate your guides for customers leaving reviews. Right, right, according right. According right. to a, right, a number right, right. of the platforms that uh, they're leaving reviews on. Correct. However, we do a company-wide bonus for a certain number of reviews in a month. And you must have X number of re- reviews in that month to receive said bonus. Yeah. You hear a lot about Arrival on this podcast. It's the conference designed for entrepreneurs just like you. The Arrival conference features so many practical sessions to help operators with direct bookings, digital marketing, tour and experience design, business operations, and so much more. You'll also get to connect with great people from OTAs, technology companies, marketing experts, and get inspired to grow your business in the year ahead. What we love most about Arrival is seeing operators and entrepreneurs, large and small, meeting each other and building new friendships and partnerships, seeing them share their stories and their learnings. This is what makes Arrival so special. 
So why not join Shane and many other entrepreneurs in Las Vegas, October 10 to 13 at Arrival, the event where operators, attractions, and experienced creators learn, connect, and grow. Find out more at www.arrival.travel. Where did you start your guides off hourly? Just curious. If you don't mind um, me asking. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm really open with this. Uh, we uh, do 20 to $30 an hour to start. Um, we have multiple different tours. Um, our haunted experience is a real, I mean, you really need to be number one, knowledgeable. You have to be very entertaining. And so that does have a little bit higher pay, pay grades starting. Um, the tour is not quite two hours. Um, and we start guides at $60 for, for that tour. So, which is, it's pretty industry standard here in new Orleans. I know there's guides that definitely make more than that. I have guides that do make more than that as well as, you know, you work for the company and you have lots and lots and lots of reviews. It's good when, you know, someone shows up and they say, do we have this guide? You know, they want to know before because they've, they've consumed, uh, the, the reviews. So, that's where I started with it. And mm -hmm. from day one, even when you're in training, that that's what I did. And I would have you follow me on the tour. And I essentially don't pay myself to do the tour. Right. Yeah, so yeah. I'm paying the guide, even though I'm still going on it, but it's, you know, it's an investment back into the business. So this person is, is, is being paid to learn, um, and, you know, kind of buy into the, to the company that way. Yeah. Well, my, another challenge I have too, is that, all, I don't offer walking tours. All my tours are vehicle tours. So I've got a bus that's pretty good size. Uh, it's a 14 passenger, but it's even by 14 passenger size buses, it's good size. So I got to make sure that someone can handle groups, handle information and is safe driving this bus around Phoenix. So that's, that's a big anxiety for me is sure. They may be the best guy, but you know, some of the place where I take the tours can get a little bit busy with pedestrians. So that's another challenge for me is, are they a good driver? Are they good with guests? Uh, can they deliver the experience? So these are all check marks I got to hit. And uh, it's, you know, it's, it's going to be tough. Um, how did, where did you find your guides? Did you put out an ad? Did you just, how did you? So, um, and, and it's funny that you asked that because I was just going to talk about this, uh, you know, tour guides wanted, post that I, that I have kind of helped develop with, with the help of some people in the industry. I've kind of, you know, picked and um, cherry picked from a lot of different tour guide listings and come up with something on my own. Uh, first, I used to list on Craigslist when I first started. Um, I am not a huge fan of that now. I think that Facebook marketplace um, or Facebook, I guess, Facebook marketplace jobs is is what I've had the most success with. Now, albeit I think it's a little bit different for New Orleans than other other markets because our tour guides need to be licensed with the city. So it, it is definitely a process. So I have to identify if someone has a license already or if they're willing to get the license. But you can, in the Facebook like jobs listing, you can enter in questions. And so I make it a mandatory answer. Do you currently have a valid New Orleans tour guide license. So on Craigslist, you know, we do party tours, we do we have all sorts of different tours. So, you know, I'm getting people that are sending in, you know, 
you know, selfies and, and I, I want to be on the party tour, you know, that have never guided a tour in their life. And it looks like a fun time, but you need to be certified. So that's why I find uh, Facebook marketplace is the best. Uh, additionally, you know, you can target that as an ad and it's really easy to do where you can just boost the listing and you can boost the listing and you can put, you know, a certain area. So if you don't want someone that's going to drive 20 miles to be in because that can be a challenge, right? So you can put the area to, you know, I have like the the city of New Orleans and then, you know, we have like Metairie's right next to us. So within the area where it's easy to get here and then I can boost that post and I can see how many people are seeing it. And then the application comes right across Facebook. So I can look at it. We can look at their profile. You can look at their former work history, uh, you know, all pr pretty quickly. So that that's what I've had the most success with. I know some people love to use, what is it? Um, uh, am I right? Monster and then Indeed. Uh, I, I've seen, you know, on Tourpreneur, uh, a number of, of people have said that they have found success there. I've never uh, utilized it. So I went right from Craigslist to Facebook and now strictly Facebook because again, I found some really great guides that way. Now, the one thing that I want to touch on is uh, the, the listing. So your, you know, tour guides wanted, you know, listing is super important. It is essentially like an ad to someone that is potentially going to deliver the tours. So having the right copy in it is, I think, the difference between meeting, you know, someone who could be really passionate about doing this versus someone that, that's just looking for, you know, a two or three hour job on the weekends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. right. So, you know, one of the things that, that I, I think works is asking questions in that job listing. It, rather than help wanted tour guide right, right. this 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 right so you know are you are you a natural born entertainer do you love phoenix do you yeah. love the haunted and paranormal um are you passionate about this have you seen a ghost do you want to tell a story about it you know things like that mm -hmm. like and i'm coming up with this for for your tour specifically yeah that's good man you know and then uh do do you love I don't know what verbiage that I would use for the, for the driving, but I would put that in there in the beginning. You know, it's kind of like the hook point, you know, that that headline is going to get someone's attention. And then you can ask questions about, you know, I don't know if I guess the a 14 passenger van, you probably don't need to have a CDL. Do you No, That's why it's 14 passenger. Yeah. I under, understood. Right. Yeah. So um, I would. At, do you like driving? Do you like, you know, like th things <laughs> like this, you, yeah. like, because yeah. the more applications you get, the more you're going to have to field and the more time it will take like out of your, out of your day. So, so that listing is, is super important. And I, I do, I have a, a script and I'll send it over to you um, yeah, after this. And maybe, you know what, Shane, I'll, I'll send it to you as well for anyone listening that wants to, to, to see it. Um, again, it's pretty specific for one of my tours, mm -hmm. uh, but you know, you can, plug and pick and substitute in it, but it, re it really does work. I've had a, a lot of uh, success with it um, specifically. No, I appreciate um, anything, that. that uh, anything beats a blank piece of paper, Brian, you know, when you're starting right. out, it's, you can look at your text and riff off it. It's uh, half the job. Mm -hmm. Right. No, I, I, I agree. You know, and it, again, it's, I kind of started with the blank piece of paper and pick 
picked from a lot of different people. Um, you know, there was an article specifically uh, from um, from Nikki. Uh, I, I really don't want to butcher her last name. Uh, Padilla, Padilla? Padilla Rivera. Yeah, there. Um, and, and she wrote. She wrote a great. Uh, yeah, I wasn't going to go there. She, <laughs> she wrote a great article about um, generating reviews, and it was re- written really, really well. But the way that she wrote that, I picked some things out where I'm like, this is really going to work on the job listing side. I also applied it on the back end for, you know you know, leave five stars for Jason and the crew. Right. And, and like little things that, that she, she put tips in there, which is, I, I think I, I, it's linked on her LinkedIn, which I, I everyone should read this for you know, review generation. I'll um, put it in the show notes. It. Oh, awesome. It's, it's really is. It's great. And so I used things from that on the job listing side. It's good. I got, here's a question for you. Um, so you've got, you said 10 employees or just 10 guides. You have more employees than that. Uh, no. So t- 10 guides. I've, I've outsourced a lot of things. So I, I, they don't work directly for me, but um, that was the kind of the next thing that I was going to, going to talk to you about, but go ahead and ask. So I don't think I'm generating the revenue right now. Um, you know, with all my extra expenses, you know, like the bus insurance and storage and all that kind of stuff to actually formally hire guides. But then I know that there's some tour companies that they do like a contractor type situation. And I, I forget the term. Um, Independent contractors. Yeah. Yeah. There's a term for it here too, but yeah, I get that's safe enough. Um, so how do you employ your guides? Are they actual employees you're playing? You're paying into the unemployment tax situation. You're, you know, going through all like the, the formal paperwork or are they independent contractors. So, uh, as a rule in New Orleans, most tour companies are uh, hiring their guides as independent contractors. I do not. So, I employ everyone that works for us. Now, it is a, a more expensive to do it that way, but because of how many tour companies exist here in New Orleans, and it's you know it's an old industry. You know, people have been coming here and taking tours for you know, I mean. Upwards of 20 years. I mean, even more than that, but yeah, sure. Uh, it's so I find that most tour guides really like the idea that they receive a W2 at the end of the year. They don't have to save up this money and have this crazy tax bill. So I think that it's, it's actually aided in being able to hire high quality guides. So is that the only benefit though? Um, so, so not, not going that route is the, the tax situation for the guys at the end or is there other? Well, I, I think, yeah, I think there, there's, there's multiple benefits. I think that's number one. You know, m- most guides like the idea that, that the taxes are taken out. They don't have to worry about the tax bill at the, at the end of the year. That, that, that's what I find. Okay. Um, now specifically one of the reasons why I do this, and it's funny, I think this just came up on on a Thread and Tourpreneur a few days ago about um, non competes and signing contracts. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, all of my uh, tour guides do sign a uh, an agreement. There is a non compete clause in it. Now, it's very lean lenient. It's not you can't work for any other tour company, but there there are things that are proprietary to Crawl New Orleans. 
that, you know, I don't want someone to come in, work for the company and say, this is a great idea. I'm going to yeah. now go start this on my own or yeah. give this to like another company. Um, so, you know, I had my, my attorney drafted it up and it's re it's really kind of, it's lenient. You know, I'm not saying that you can't go work for another haunted tour because they've, those have existed for such a long time, even before I started the business. Um, but I, it also, I think gives the employees, um, you know, a sense of security, right? Okay. This person really cares about this. They're not hiring me for two weeks and then getting rid of me because it's slow or, or X, Y, Z. So there's a bit more of an investment from a, a company standpoint in to the person that you're hiring. And I've found at least for, for my, my hires, uh, appreciate it. Okay. That's interesting. I thought I would think something like that might turn them off, you know, like, uh, it's almost like, yeah, you're mine. This info's mine kind of a situation, but that's interesting to hear. And I know you paid for it, so it's not going to hurt my feelings. But if you wouldn't mind sharing that, I'd appreciate it. But it's not going to hurt my feelings if you're like, no, nah, I paid for this, my attorney. But I'd like to at least kind of take a look and, and see what something like that might might sound like. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm open to that. You know, it's, again, it's pretty basic. You know, it's not, I think that the words non-compete scare a lot of people. Yeah, right, right. And, right. and, and I, I don't think that it should, you know, I think that it actually protects both sides. You know, uh, it, it would get really, uh, it could get really ugly if there, if there isn't one signed and then, you know, an employer thinks that, that they have the right here. And so I just put it out in the open and say, Hey, this is why this is here. This is what it means. This is also what it doesn't mean. You know, I've had uh, two two hires ask me about it. Outside of that, everyone else has just been, you know, okay and understanding mm -hmm. in in that idea. Our friend Chris Torres over at the Torres Marketing Agency has just launched a series of five minute workshops designed to help you make small changes but make big positive impacts in your tour business. Chris will cover such topics as email marketing, video creation, sales processes, review building, and much, much more. This free 10-week series will be available on his Digital Tourism Show Facebook group, YouTube channel, and all good podcasts. Just search the Digital Tourism Show for details. When it when it comes to, in, just to change gears here a little bit, when you're interviewing guides, what kind of tips and tricks do you have? Because interviewing, as you know, is a, is a very difficult occupation. How do you approach it, Brian? So first... I like the person to tell me about themselves, ask a question potentially that doesn't even have anything to do with being a tour guide or your experience. So, you know, I, I've been in sales a long time. I've had conversations with tens of thousands of people in my life. So I like to just hear someone speak something they're passionate about. So, you know, what do you like to do in your free time? Where are you from? What brought you to New Orleans, right? There's a lot of transplants here. Um, you know, what do you love about New Orleans? If there's one thing that you would tell a tourist that they couldn't miss while they were here, what is it? And so they're essentially being a, a storyteller right then. Yeah. And they also, you know, it, it gets people to drop their guard a little, you know, going into a job interview is, it can be very nerve wracking, even for the best entertainer, it could still be, you know, a, a little bit nervous, but if they're just able to have a real conversation with you and be passionate about, well, this is my favorite restaurant, but this is what I really love. And this is the reason why I moved here. Um, it, I think that that is more important. You know, I can train someone 
you know, a lot as far as, you know, New Orleans goes. But you can't train someone to be um, empathetic and, uh, you know, self-awareness and then aware of their surroundings. You know, you want, at least I want, and I, and I know you well enough now, I think, to say, you want your guides to really be likable and have your guests really kind of fall in love with the experience that they're, they're giving. And, and that is, is you're, you're born with that. I don't know that you can really develop yeah. that, you I know? Agree. So as far as interviews go, that's how I start it. I don't ask anything about your experience. I don't care who you worked for. You know, why, why do you want to be a tour guide? Tell me a story. Why did you move to new Orleans? You know, things like that. Yeah. And, and to kind of tail off uh, what Brian said. So I've hired plenty of tour guides for other tour companies and uh, and I've trained too. And I you you hit the nail right on the head. Is what I've learned as far as the guest experience goes is it's not so much about the information. You know, it's about the experience. And if you get a very personable guide that like caters to their needs and and the information as as weird as it sounds for a tour is not nearly as important as just the guide delivering a quality experience, whatever that experience is. You know, I've learned that over the last 10 years is, you know, I've had tours where we just talked about their family and this and that, and then they had the best time of their life, you know? Um, so I, I'm pretty confident as far as characteristics in a guide goes that I've got that going. It's I, my biggest challenge in my head is what would draw them in to want to be a part of this where it may not be, I'm, whatever they make with me is not going to pay their bills right away. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, another tip that I learned from hiring is that if anytime you're, you're interviewing, if someone says, Oh, I don't really need this job. It's just something on the side. That's it's a little bit of a red flag because those people tend to, to take off a little bit earlier. Um, because at the end of the day, tour guiding is a fun job, but it's still a job. You know, there's still like, you got to be here at this time. There's still responsibilities, this and that. Um, so I've noticed that the people are like, oh, I'm just doing this for fun. I don't know. They, I haven't, I haven't seen much success with them. So that's kind of the challenge for me is I need someone who doesn't need to 100% rely on this, but someone that is going to be responsible. Um, right. Ab absolutely. So the one thing, that, and as you were saying that I'm thinking about uh, one of my tour guides, her name is Tanya and she guides our, uh, our food crawl and also uh, the haunted crawl, which we have multiple guides for the haunted crawl. And she works uh, four days a week and she asked for a day off. And so she went five days without guiding a tour and texted me. I miss my job. I've been off for five days, right? She loves guiding people. And so you know, the, the person that would say, oh, I don't really need this job. 100% red flag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Right? Yep. Because, you know, you want to go out and, and guide a tour. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I actually have, I have to guide a tour coming up. And it was, I guided a few tours months ago. And I was requested for a private tour. So I'm legitimately excited to give the tour, right? And so I have it blocked off and it's going to be a really just fun time. But, but you're, you're right in, you know, you know, identifying with people, you talk about their family, where they're from, they're going to learn a lot of stuff, but ultimately it's going to be the experience that they have with you. And so that's why that, that quality is just so, so important, which is why, you know, in that interview, you know, just 
have a conversation with someone, you know, I always give an intro to who I am, you know, Hey, my name is Brian. I'm from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I've moved here. I worked for a tour company. I traveled the world. I left the company. I started my own. This is what we're about. This is why I love what I do. You know, and it's almost like an elevator pitch into the, into the company. Cause they're, they're buying into it. Right. And then, well, you know, what, what brought you to new Orleans? Like things, things like that. And, and another thing, uh, just for optimization, because I know that's what this is really about, is I don't do in-person uh, interviews for the first interview because it will waste so much of your time because you're going to get so many applicants. So what I try to do is I have any any applicant has to jump through a hoop or two. It's really easy, right? So they send the, the application via Facebook, you know, jobs comes to me. Then I send a message back and I have a, a Calendly um, link. All they have to do is schedule a 30 minute call with me. Okay. You'd be surprised how many people never do it. No, but I'm not surprised because I've, I've done just, hiring before <laughs> and I, people don't show up. So I'm not, I'm not surprised at all. Right. So, but the best part about that is you're kind of automating and weeding people out. Right. So, Hey, they applied. Sweet. Thanks so much for your application. I'd love to have a phone interview. Here's my scheduling link. You set it up. And then if they, if they never do, then they don't. And then some of them schedule. And then here you are, you make the phone call. They don't answer. Okay. And, and it happens. It's, go, it's going to happen, but this is the easiest way to do it. You're sitting at your desk. You've allotted this time to do X, Y, Z business wise. So, well, they didn't message. They didn't call. They didn't answer. Move on to the next one. And then after you have the 30 minute conversation, most of the time you'll know, okay, this person is really switched on. They, they're really comfortable speaking to people. Then you schedule the sit down and then really make your decision. So now they've, you know, they saw the ad for the job. They identified with the text that you put in it. Then they applied. Then they scheduled. Then they answered the phone. Then you liked them. And now you're sitting down with them. You see, you're kind of like putting them through. It's almost like a sales funnel, right? Into, hey, now you're in person and you're having like a real conversation and developing a relationship with this person. And then you can, you know, potentially move forward from there. And that has taken me a long time because I used to sit and have interview, interview, interview. People don't show. And here I am away from my desk and wasted, you know, probably, you know, 60, 70 hours of my life sitting around waiting for interviews to show up that, that never did. So to, to anyone listening, I think that th that it's the best way, the best way to do it. Because again, as the solo guy, you know, you have a, a lot of hats. You could be, you know, posting to your Instagram or updating your Google, my business, or, you know, or you're sitting there waiting for someone to, to show up that, that may not ever show. No, that's great advice. I, I wouldn't even have thought to do that. So that's, that's, so that's why we're here is something I would have never even thought of. Right. So that that's, I appreciate that. Absolutely. Just this week, I just this week, I spoke to a tourpreneur who had five interviews lined up. Only one person uh, showed up. Yeah. Yep. It's, I mean, 20% is really not bad, actually. <laughs> it's, you know, but to, to I'm, I'm really into optimization of everything. You know, I really love time management and I want to do whatever I can to, to help leverage, you know, 
my time specifically. And that's not even for free time because I'm a workaholic. So I work like almost from the time my, my eyes open until I go to sleep. But I want to utilize that time the best way possible. And I, I think that that anyone that's that's running a company uh, similar to, to us, whether you're just one person up to even, you know, 20 guides, I think kind of putting people through this little bit of like a funnel so that they they want the job, right? And so you want to hire the right person. So setting it up this way, I think is uh, is the best way to do it. And I think it's... I don't know if I'm saying it properly. Calendly.com, I think is what it is. C-A-L-E-N-D-Y. Yeah. Um, Calendly. Calendly. It's free. You can set up a profile in about 10 minutes. It can link into your Google Calendar or your iCal. And then, you know, it's not like you're going to use it for that many things. It's it's perfect to allow someone to go on and you can say, I'm available from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., Tuesday through Thursday, that's when I do my interviews, open it up. And it just, I think, weeds out, you know, a lot of that. Like you said, Shane, you know, someone sitting around for five interviews in one show, it can be really disheartening, right? Like, am I ever going to find somebody? But I also, I I agree with you. I, I also kind of understand Jared's apprehension as well, because I think we all understand that Jared, you know, you know, if you had guides out there running the tours, you could be doing a Facebook ads course or you know, photography course and getting better pictures and, and optimizing your business. But it's that fear, isn't it? And I have the same with this podcast. You know, I edit everything myself right now and I've started learning video. That's taking me four hours. The audio is three hours. That's seven hours because I won't pay someone. I, I have in the past, but right now I'm not paying. So I'm like, well, that's money I've got to find from somewhere. But then I look at that seven hours a week and think, well, yeah, I could be on a Facebook ads course or I could be on a journalism course and really upgrading my skills. So it's that constant dilemma, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's making it worth it for someone to join the team and two, making sure that, you know, this is our baby, you know, and, and our livelihood and our reputation is that we're putting it into someone's hands that we can trust and and, you know, again, I've, I've hired plenty of people for other tour companies and this and that and found some good people, but it's just that fear of like, you know, this is, this is where I've gotten the, the company to this point with these reviews and then handing that over to somebody else that isn't as, isn't as invested as we are. You know what I mean? Um, so that's, I guess it's probably more than anything getting over the fear of handing, handing over the reins. That's probably the biggest, the biggest challenge. I I completely understand. I mean, it's, I, I feel like I'm, I'm talking to myself, you know, three, three years ago, two and a half years ago. Uh-huh. It, it's yeah, it is. It's, it's a fear. So, so the, the one thing that I wish that I would have, someone would have asked me then I'll ask you in one year, do you still want to be the only guide? No, no. So you want the business to grow over the course of the next year. Yeah. And you understand, I imagine that the business can't grow without you slowly pulling the reins away. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, last October for the haunted tours and then uh, I have a December, I have a Christmas lights tour. Those almost broke me, you know, cause I was doing two, three, four every day for those two months. And uh, January, I, I would, I was physically just exhausted, physically, mentally exhausted. And I thought to myself, 
if we're if I'm as busy this coming year as I was this past year, I can't do it. I'm going to have to shut down some days. So, um, you know, but the, the other challenge for me too is, you know, I've I've got a a pretty busy couple weeks coming up, so it would be tough to hire somebody to get them on. But then with the summers here in Arizona, I mean, the tours are pretty much non-existent. So then my next question to myself is, do I bother with trying to train someone now for the next two, three, four months? Basically say, hey, see, after the summer, are they still going to be interested after the summer? Or should I tackle this challenge in like August um, when things start to pick up in September, October, definitely? So that's that's the next question I got to kind of answer, I guess, is do I do I tackle this challenge right now and hope that they're still interested by next season or wait till next season to tackle this this challenge or bring someone on so the 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 question that i would ask there is how long do you think that it would take to train someone who's never done a tour for you to be good i would say maybe 2 weeks 2 weeks oh that's pretty quick and I lived in Vegas for a long time, so I'm, I'm very well aware of mm. how hot it is mm. in Phoenix yep. in that, that time of the year. Yeah. So I, I'm thinking like September 1st is probably when the tours start to pick up again. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yep. yep. And from now moving forward, you know, are you busy until June 1st? Yeah, May is, you know, the it's... It's starting to, to really pick up starting this weekend. And then uh, typically, historically, yeah, May is when things start to slow down and then June. But I had a busy summer last summer, so who, who the hell knows anymore? Um, so my recommendation to you is do it now. Yeah. Because you'll get better at hiring. You'll get better at this process. So even if you – if it doesn't work out with the first person or the second person – you'll start to learn things that'll help identify, okay, well, that's why I should have seen this and I didn't, but now I know on the next one. Because if, you know, September, October, November, December are, that's just like your peak time, right? What if you have two guides in you by then? That'd be nice. Right? Yeah. So, you know, you're, you're multiplying, not Jared, but you're multiplying the ability of, you know, more revenue. Mm-hmm. Right. So I would do it now, even though you're busy. Yeah. See what it looks like. How many yeah. applications? I, I mean, I guess it can't you know? hurt, you know, I mean, it's time, but it's, you know, it's, it's part of the, the process, you know, of expanding, you know, so it, it can't hurt anything by trying to bring someone on and seeing if it works out and, and just kind of going from there. Plus right. you get yeah. time to kind of tweak the job ad and get your, you know, like I know you've said you, you've hired plenty before, but getting that right for your business and getting back into the swing of it. And then even I would say during the summer months when, uh, you know, it's so hot there, you're not leading tours. Maybe that is an opportunity to have some social events with some of the people that you've hired to get closer. Because I think, you know, people, when they respect their manager and their boss and have that close connection, they're more likely to stay and do a good job because they don't want to let you down. So you have a few months, I don't know, barbecues or whatever that you can make them feel part of the family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. That's, yeah, all- that's great, Shane. Mm-hmm. We, we do that quarterly staff parties. Yeah. So food, booze, you know, I mean, just, hey, we're having a social. Thanks for a busy season. 
crawfish boil, you know, think that things like that, where it gets everyone together. Um, we, we do a lot of different types of tours. So some of these, some of my employees never see each other, right? So we have the nightlife tour. It starts at a certain location and, you know, the haunted tour starts somewhere completely different and the timing like coincides. So these people might not ever meet if we didn't have those socials. So that's, it's really beneficial to be able to do that. And selfishly, I want you to do this, Jared, not not just because I want to see you grow your business, but I want to see you in Vegas at arrival in October. I would love to go. I, I you know, uh, it, the last one was, was so good. And I, there's still stuff on my list that I need to do. Like, I, there's like 10 things that I still need to challenge. So like, uh, I, I decided to go ahead and work with Gondola. Um, so mm-hmm. I, I spoke with them last week. So I, I'm proceeding with Gondola. Um, I had a good meeting with um, Jenny from uh, Viator, so I'm proceeding with them. Um, so those were all birthed from Arrival. You know, had yeah. had I not gone to Arrival, those those would probably I don't even know if they would have come across my desk, quote unquote. So um, so yeah, so I would love to attend Arrival too. And it's 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 funny enough that from Phoenix, San Diego is about the same distance as Vegas from Phoenix, so it's still pretty convenient. Um, so I would love to attend too and just see what other what other challenges I can tackle. Any parting words of advice, Brian, before we wrap up? Um, so, uh, the, I guess the last uh, thing that, I, that I'll say is, you know, identify what you can take off your plate and to then focus on something else that's going to help grow the business. So specifically to touch on what you just said, if you didn't go to um, Arrival this past session you wouldn't be on with you know gondola right which is now really right and and it's great yeah so it's now you took that leap so it would have been something that you would likely have been watching youtube videos and reading about seo and h1 tags and meta descriptions and all of this but now and not doing anything about it right so (laughs) so now that it's that's another tool for your business. So, you know, I, I went to Arrival and now I'm working with Tour Op, which is an SMS company. Mm-hmm. And I, I wouldn't have been with them if I didn't go there. I wouldn't yeah, yeah. be on this podcast with either of you either to help grow the brand. But we had tours that whole week. So if I was here having to guide a tour, I would have never been able to to go, right? So mm-hmm. I think just identify where you are best suited and where you can implement, whether it's an automation uh, tour guide or, or anything like that to help propel the business forward. Not maybe today, but for October. Yeah. That, yeah. that would be my parting words for you. Yep. Yep. I, I, yeah. And then send me what you got. Um, you know, got the, 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 the gears working a little bit. So I've got some ideas and just taking it one step at a time and going from there. And you can listen back to this episode yeah, as well yeah. and, you know, go for a walk or whatever and just, just listen and, and reflect. And that's what this, you know, the, the purpose of the podcast really is to, you know, none of this is easy, you know, none of it. It's uh, but what the, the advice we've been given today by Brian is gold because it's not come from some professor at a business school. This has come from a man who's in the trenches yeah. there in a very, very competitive market mm-hmm. in New Orleans. So uh, Brian, we're very grateful. All of our thousands of listeners around the world are, very grateful for you coming on and sharing your 
Your secret sauce almost, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, listen, thank you so much for, for having me. Uh, I really believe in uh, providing free value and, and just, you know, free content. So anybody that's listening, if you'd ever want to reach out about even the smallest thing, it's Brian, B-R-I-A-N at crawlneworleans.com. Um, you know, I went from being the only guy to now, again, we're not the biggest tour company in New Orleans by any means, but, you know, it, it has been, you know, really rewarding just kind of figuring this out on my own. And here I am. And I'm, I'm really happy to, to give advice to anyone or, or take it from anyone too. You know, yeah. I'm Jared Broach. I'm going to email you today. It's I have some <laughs> questions. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fantastic. Well, thank you very both. Uh, thank you very much. Both of you for coming on the show and show notes and resources. We can find at tourpreneur.com forward slash one seven six. Thanks for listening to the Torpreneur podcast. Be sure to visit torpreneur.com to join the conversation and access the show notes, including links to the resources mentioned on today's episode. This is Torpreneur.